I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 1039 WYAB, the only, probably the only terrestrial radio station in the state of Mississippi that would give me a platform. So thank you for supporting the station and the advertisers here. Lots to get to today. I've got a ton of clips today, so I guess I need to kind of scurry along. I I can't help but mention one thing, though. Uh, in my work, in my main profession, I spend a good part of my day outside. I am actually currently in Louisiana, and it is brutal. I am telling you, brutal. I had to... Uh, I had to go out and buy new underwear the other day just because I'm doing wardrobe changes like Diana Ross uh, on a daily basis here. Uh, at the end of the day, I could wring my socks out when I get back to my hotel room. And that's around noon. I try to keep all my work in the morning. But while I am challenged by this heat every day, uh, I think the worst part of the summer that we are going through right now has got to be the media and the climate cultists. They are loving these heat waves, aren't they? Because this is their chance to convince the most gullible among us that this means that the entire plant is heating up to an unsurvivable level. It's summer. I whine every summer. Something about me and getting to middle age. Temperature fluctuations are not my friend. I've, I have that very masculine trait of getting chilly <laughs> very quickly. And I also don't like the heat, but I'll tell you what, I'll take days. Do you remember times when we could just talk about the weather with other people? You'd you'd say, man, it is cold outside, brr, and someone would just go, sure is, buddy. Or or if it's hot, you can, jeez, it's so hot outside. Someone would say, yeah, come on inside for some lemonade. That, That was the whole conversation. Now I fear even mentioning the weather to people on a daily basis because it's got to be 30, 40% of the time I get something. Well, that's climate change for you. That's what happens when, you know, it is exhausting, far more exhausting than the heat itself. So I'm ready for this heat wave to be over, not because of even my own personal discomfort, but just to take it off the our plate as an issue for a couple of weeks would be really nice. Some quotes of the day today. Caitlin Johnstone, she's a socialist. I disagree with her on a lot of stuff, but she's a, she's a good writer, and she does bring up some interesting points. Uh, she tweeted this out. She said, One major problem with media literacy is that everyone is taught to watch out for liberal bias and conservative bias, but nobody is taught to watch out for U.S. empire bias. Yeah, there's a ton of that out there for sure. Ronald Reagan, I have uh, probably used this quote before, but it came across my radar in the last few days, so I always save it for the show just to remind all the stalwart 
conservatives out there, you're close. You're close. Ronald Reagan himself said, quote, the very heart and soul of conservatism is libertarianism. I'm just saying. Um, there was a, you know, one of the reasons that I left the Republican Party is that I realized that they were just, they're not a freedom party. They are statists. And this even goes, I spoke yesterday about the fact that I'm the anti-establishment to the new anti-establishment establishment. There's a lot of Republicans out there posing as anti-establishment people. They have created their own establishment, and I'm anti-that establishment as well. Uh, Republicans are feckless. They're not about real freedom. They're about nibbling around the edges and getting you to blame the Democrats for every bad thing that's out there. Now, that's pretty easy these days because the Democrats are making it easy for them. But I'm going to tell you why the Republicans are so feckless. Um, there's a story out there. This was actually written in a Matt Taibbi piece. Here's the headline. Here's the headline to the piece. He says, in rare good news, IRS to curtail home visits. And here's the sub-headline here. After yesterday's, quote, big win, unquote, for the House GOP, what's a delusioned lifetime Democrat to think? Now, the part of that that I think is interesting is that is a considered a big win for the House GOP. The story goes on to say, before I was paywalled, in a surprise with good news and government so rarely intersecting, IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel said the agency was cutting back on, quote, surprise visits, unquote, from thousands per year to a few hundred. Quote, we have the tools we need to successfully collect revenue without adding stress with unannounced visits, unquote, Werfel said. This is not the same Danny Werfel that was the quarterback for Florida eons ago, is it? Please no. <laughs> I, I always said, back in the day when Danny Werfel was the quarterback for Florida and he was leaving, I said, what would be genius is for him to go out and start a chain of breakfast restaurants and call it the Werfel House. <laughs> that, that, that got big laughs back in the 90s, trust me. But this is, this, is a, this is a big win for the GOP. Not that they are going to abolish the IRS. Not that they're going to disarm the IRS. They're not going to defund the IRS. The IRS is still going to shake you down virtually through the mail, in court, however they need to do it. Or maybe there's no surprise visits. They'll just let you know, hey, we'll be coming by soon. So the Republicans have absolutely no problem with the IRS, this behemoth of an agency where you are guilty until proven innocent. They have no problems with them picking you, you, them picking you up by your ankles, turning you upside down, and shaking the coins out of your pocket, taking a third to a half of your income. No problems there, but they've got a big win. I would imagine they'll campaign on this in 2024. Hey, we cut down on the, I, we cut down on the IRS home visits, surprise visits. Not we got rid of the agency, not we're going to allow you to keep what you earn because of, and we abolished this unconstitutional, immoral agency. No, they just cut down. You know, do you remember Kevin McCarthy's? If you give us the House, the first thing we're going to do is defund this, the IRS and this 87,000 new agents we've got. I think I reported on it. I think it went from 87,000 agents to 85,200 because of the funding restraints that the GOP those great patriots, put on this agency. Ugh. 
They're so horrible. The Republicans are so horrible in what they consider a win. I don't know if you've seen this, and I can't do it for radio because this is definitely visual, but we have got a horror movie theme appearing in Washington, D.C. Have you, have you seen some of these clips? There, there was some nut job Democrat. I'm not doing my job. I should have looked it up. It's a black woman. I think she may be from the U.S. Virgin Islands. There's a clip of her. Uh, I think this was at the RFK testimony there where she was possibly, you know, it, it is only in the wacky world we live in right now where the Democrats actually tried to censor RFK Jr. during a committee hearing on censorship. They have zero shame. But this woman was going on and on, and there's a viral clip of her uh, speaking because there is a young white woman behind her with crazy eyes. I'm just going to tell you right now. Guys, you know what we're talking about. This woman has crazy eyes, and she is behind this, this representative from the Virgin Islands kind of mouthing the entire speech while the political puppet was actually verbalizing the words, making the sounds. And this woman behind her, her expression was just bizarre. She looks whacked out. I mean, she, but, but her mouth is moving to what the representative is saying. Now, I'm telling you, we're, we're living in horror movie times. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of dystopian and Orwellian and now just uh, supernatural. There's footage of bipartisan creepery. There is a guy, Chuck Grassley, the I think the guy's over 90 years old now, Republican, because Republicans don't like to give up power any more than the Democrats do. You notice all these people who cling to power for decades and decades and decades, even if they do some good things every now and then, I still get my contempt for the fact that they, they can't, I mean, what's wrong with your soul that you don't want to actually go spend time with your loved ones and your family and your grandchildren or whatever at that age? Why do you cling to this power? Think nobody else can do the job that you're doing in Washington, D.C. Oh, if I don't run again, things will get bad. I've got to stay. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. But Chuck Grassley's giving a speech. There is a young guy standing behind him, staring at the back of his head. Now, I made a lot of about the fact that Mike Pence used to do this creepy staring at the back of Donald Trump's head during every speech. But Mike Pence is a cyborg, and apparently that is how he was programmed to stand at attention during a Donald Trump's speech during the time. This is some young kid. He's kind of staring. I mean, and when I say staring, I mean staring. I looked at this video because the person who put it out made mention of the fact that only one of their eyes blinks. The, the clip that I watched was only a couple of minutes long, but apparently it's a 15-minute speech, and he says, I think it was, it was only his right eye blinked. It was kind of creepy. I looked at it for the two minutes. I tried to count the left eye blinks. I didn't see any, but it is this creepy-looking guy staring at the back of... Chuck Grassley's head, and the commenter on Twitter who posted this video said, this guy in the background seems to be actually speaking through the other guy, and yes, I'm serious. <laughs> you have to see it. Again, I'm sorry I'm not doing it justice here on an audio platform. This is when a YouTube show would, would do well. Eh, I don't have the energy for it, or the time. But you've got to see this Grassley speech. It, it is like the guy is, uh, what is it called, uh, telepathically 
telepathically uh, putting the words into Chuck Grassley's mouth. Now, Chuck Grassley is doing something on, I don't know, Russiagate or January 6th or whatever he's doing. But you, I'm telling you, something bizarre, something supernatural. There's a lot of people out there who believe we're in the middle of a battle between good and evil. It's just the problem is most people can't identify the evil when it's on their side. And I think we may be run by the fabled lizard people at this time that are actually telepathically controlling these politicians. Now, that is a movie. That's a movie I would love to go see. If you're a screenwriter, run with that Run with that theme. I think it would be wildly popular. It is not something that I actually want to be living through, though. And that appears where we are right now. When I come back, a little bit of uh, economic news. And then we're going to get into, I've got a great clip today. Oh, I got a great clip. Sean Hannity looking like the jackass that he is in front of a bunch of people who are applauding for his opponent on the stage. I don't get a lot of Sean Hannity clips because I don't watch that mental midget. So when I get one, ah, I'll play it for you. When I come back, though, a little bit of a little bit of a look at the world uh, through the financial lens. Stick around. I was born a shotgun in my hands. Behind the gun, I'll make my final stand. Yeah, and that's why they call me. I did the show yesterday on the new world coin and the associated orb that you need to go, you need to book time with to get your world coin. If you missed that show, my show is podcast. Just search for The Mike Madison Show. You'll find it on all kinds of platforms. But certainly go look, go to worldcoin.org and read what their plans are with the new cryptocurrency, the new hot new cryptocurrency. I bet the kids are just jumping on thinking they're going to become millionaires only problem is you have to consult the orb and give them your biometrics before you're allowed to own these things with your world ID it creates. So these things are, these things are, they are dystopian coming our way, but some of these things are already happening. If you're familiar with Dr. Joseph Mercola, when I was doing my health show, he got a good deal of play, and he's one of those people who completely changed my life just through his written words. I found him early in my quest for natural health and improving my own health. And Dr. Mercola has just a wealth of information online. He's very, very good. It's M-E-R-C-O-L-A. If you're interested in battling any chronic disease naturally and actually healing your body rather than just covering up the symptoms with endless pharmaceuticals, check out Mercola.com. But this happened, I guess, yesterday. Dr. Mercola says Chase Bank has shut down our business bank accounts along with the accounts of my CEO and CFO as well as their family members, including spouse and child. They've refused to provide any reason for doing so. The oldest account has been active for 18 years. Now, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but Dr. Mercola was also one of the, if not the number one person on the COVID, what were they called, the disinformation dozen. He bucked the COVID trend, called it out, called out the vaccines, called out all of these things. I don't think it's a coincidence that suddenly Chase Bank has shut down his accounts all the way through his organizational structure, including their families and children. 
this is that total financial control. Here's the problem, though. You know, big banks are notorious for doing these kinds of things. But the setup right now is that big banks are almost assured to be bailed out in a financial crisis while they may let small banks fail. Now, this is most important for people who keep money in their account in excess of FDIC limits, which I believe right now is at $250,000 in a personal account. So if you have under that, maybe your fear uh, doesn't need to be too, too concerning. But then again, if you have a bunch of failures, FDIC is so wildly underfunded, we could all be in a boat. I guess we can all go to the orb. You know, if all the banks fail and they take all our money and they can't insure it anymore and we're all left penniless, we can make a visit to the orb and get our world coin, get our financial lives back. But anyway, J.P. Morgan, uh, deplatforming, debanking, much of this happened to Nigel Farage just a few weeks ago, I guess, in the U.K., where he was debanked because of uh, his wrong think. Boy, I'm in trouble, aren't I? And as here I am, broadcasting my message <laughs> out in public. Uh, hopefully my banks don't get a don't catch wind of it. I wanted to play this, another great piece. This is going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but next time you hear some kids, whether they are millennials or Gen Zers, talking about socialism, maybe stop and think about this clip one of many that I've played, before you judge them as just being lazy, worthless generation that just isn't willing to work as hard as you did back in the 80s. I mean, I'm sorry, but I am somebody who is of the mindset of the okay boomer. (laughs) Now, there's, there's, there's complaints to have with these generations. I've said it, though. We raised them. Can't blame. These kids didn't drop out of the sky. Um, but when you hear these kids calling for socialism, it's not an accident. Socialism didn't get sexier all of a sudden. Now, there may be some propaganda coming through TikTok and through our universities. Certainly that is happening. But the children are ripe for the message of socialism, communism, because the mess that we have created for them, it makes it to where they really can't see a whole lot of hope in our current system right now. Of course, the left calls it capitalism. I refute that. We have corporatism, crony, uh, cronyism, and an oligarchy. But the kids are coming out of school saying the system that my parents say is so great and they succeeded in is just looks like an insurmountable hurdle to me. I want you to listen to this clip just comparing What you were up against, if you are a boomer and you came of age and started earning in the late 70s into the 80s maybe and you somehow achieved some piece of the American dream and you just can't understand why kids today can't do it, check this out. $100,000 is the amount of money that Americans in 2023 are living paycheck to paycheck on with zero kids. And this is all because as recently as the 1980s, the median salary in the United States was $21,000. And that would be brought in by a single earner. And at that same time, a four-year degree would set you back 10 grand. And at that same time, the median price of a home in the United States was only 47,000. And that means that boomers had the option to work summers to pay for college as they were going. They could graduate without any debt, and then they could just work five to six months of their real job as an adult to come up with the 20% down payment required to buy a home. 10 grand is all they needed to do that. But we flash forward 40 years, and thanks to inflation and appreciation, those homes are now worth half a million dollars. Now, I hate it when they leave out the Fed. 
the Fed and our Congress that creates the inflation. The Congress overspends, so the Fed prints up a bunch of money to plug all the gaps, creating new money supply, and this creates the inflation. It's almost impossible for younger generations to buy them because in 2023, the median annual income for a single earner is $70,000. We've essentially doubled wages. But in that same time, a four-year college degree has multiplied by 10x. You're looking at spending a full 100 grand on a four-year college degree for out-of-state tuition. On top of that, with homes being half a million dollars to start, to get a degree and a home today, you'd have to live in your parents' basement rent-free and work your ass off for three straight years just to pay off your college debt, have a down payment for your home, all without any dependents or a partner, and that's if you didn't put a single penny towards things like food, gas, insurance, healthcare, your car payment, or your stupid fur babies that you think are your actual children. Oh yes, I love you too, but if times get hard, I know you're going to make a delicious, delicious soup. Yeah, so there you go. Now, I know there's a lot of numbers floating around in that. Again, not great for an audio format, but the point is, am, am I the only person on conservative talk radio who is taking up for the the millennials and the Gen Zers? As annoying as they can be on social media and some of the crazy stuff that they've been propagandized into or parented into, I, I, I can be just as annoyed. But am I the only person who sees their plight and can understand why they might be huge lefties? Sure, their professors taught them this stuff, but look, professors have been left-wing for a long time. It's the ripeness. It's the ripeness of the student's mind who look out and they see. And what the boomers and what my generation, Generation X, should be looking at with this stuff is not just the numbers. It's the proportions. It's how much of your income it took to afford a house, how much as a percentage of your income it took to afford a college degree. You could work your way through college back then, and my son has has worked his way through college. But believe me, I've cut some checks too. He could not, and he was working basically a full-time job. I'm proud that he did that. He wanted to contribute. He doesn't like to ask me for money. But I'll tell you right now, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to help this kid at some point afford a house. I think we're going to see a crash. It's going to be a little easier in a few years. We'll see. I could be right, could be wrong. But I see what they are up against. And again, it's our fault. So you you can judge all you want to. Maybe I'm beating a dead horse, but I, I hope these things get through to people where they, they understand that these kids are victims. They're victims of propaganda, sure. But they're also victims of the Republicans, the Democrats, and the Federal Reserve and the policies of the last 40 to 50 years really the last hundred, but most specifically in the money printing era, era, last 20 or 30 years, have taken the American dream and just absolutely ripped it to shreds or made it far more unattainable for these kids. Oh, they just got to work harder. Yeah, they got to work a hell of a lot harder. If you see a millennial or a Gen Zer who is succeeding, understand if you're a boomer or my generation Gen X, they probably worked three times harder than they did, than we did just to get to where they are. Now, I don't want to be complete Debbie Downer. There is some good news out there. This, this is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know how we could not be pleased with the, our president of the United States today because he made a big announcement. Uh, cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Uh, Look at that. 
They've ended. Did you even know this? You would have thought somebody would report it on this. Why won't they give Joe Biden the credit he deserves? He has ended cancer as we know it. So all of you out there going through chemo and radiation, quit faking it and whining. Enough with the fake victimhood. Your president just told you you're fine. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. Uh, but with his tremendous success, his tremendous success on that deadly cancer, uh, he just can't, he can't help us when it comes to the, the COVID. And there's still, we're still feeling the profound loss the pandemic, as I mentioned, we have over 100 people dead. What? That's 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. <laughs> 100 people dead from COVID. You know, that might actually be the true statistic when it's all said and done. <laughs> when, if we ever went back and did an honest assessment of how deadly that disease by itself to normal, healthy people was, 100 might be kind of close. <laughs> can you even imagine, can you even imagine the coverage of this dementia patient if we had an honest media? I mean, they, I told you, it's so hot and I work some outside. I take a lot of showers these days. I can't imagine how many showers you need to take if you are part of the mainstream media. You have got to feel so gross, so dirty, so grimy for carrying water and covering up this. Every time I see someone, these mainstream media people doing an interview with Joe Biden, they must just have to go immediately to their dressing rooms to take a shower, realizing, oh my God, I'm helping prop up a corrupt dementia patient and giving him the keys to the most powerful country that has ever existed on planet Earth. It must be a hard, hard thing to live with. That's, I guess, though, assuming you have a conscience. I'll be right back. A little bit of loneliness, a little bit of disregard. Handful of complaints, but I can't help the fact that everyone can see these scars. What I want you to want, what I want you to feel. But it's like no matter what I do, I can't convince you to just believe this is real. So let go, I'm watching you. Turn your back like you always do. Face away and pretend that I'm not. But I'll be here because you're all that I got. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. Uh, all right, so I've got a clip here. Uh, anybody who's listened to the show for any period of time knows I am not your conservative talk show host you're used to. Uh, I have big problems with most people who are so-called, air quotes here in the studio, conservative thought leaders. And one that I have probably as big a problems with as anybody is Sean Hannity. This mental midget, this lightweight talking points hack that has been at Fox News. And it was such a disappointment to know that Donald Trump consulted often with this guy. There are so many good thinkers out there about freedom and taking apart the deep state. Instead, he's talking to the guy that wears two CIA lapel pins. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at him right now on the screen as I'm about to play this clip. The, the CIA lapel pins look to be gone. I can't see what this thing is. I'm a little, it's kind of far off. It could be just an American flag letting you know that he's a good American. Anyway, when there's a, when there's a clip that embarrasses Sean Hannity, I'll certainly bring it to you. This is Sean Hannity talking to RFK, and i got to try to not break this thing and speak over every time Sean Hannity opens his pie hole 
is it would be the rest of this show and next week's shows. I'm not going to play the whole clip. It's five minutes long, but I'll just let, let you get the flavor of it because there's some good news about this clip. Peace through strength with all my heart. Control our borders. All these things, sim- I believe that educational school choice. We agree on these things? Yeah, we agree on all those things. No. One area... I don't like the fact that America is bearing the brunt and the burden of financing most of the war against Putin and Ukraine. I think we agree on that part. Why isn't Europe, why don't they ever step up and defend their own continent before they ask for U.S. involvement? And why would Joe Biden veto Poland given Zelensky fighter jets to actually fight to win the war after they were invaded? There's Sean Haney. Why won't they rush us closer to World War III and involve a NATO country in providing these weapons to shoot down Russian... I mean... I really hope. I mean, one of the greatest things to happen may be that Tucker Carlson got fired because as much as I like Tucker, he's found another platform. He's getting more views now putting videos out on Twitter than he did on Fox, and his Fox ratings were fantastic. But I always hated the idea that there were probably a lot of Tucker listeners who left the TV on when Sean Hannity came in, came on. It was kind of like me finding a spider somewhere. You know, it's like, ah. I'd, I'd watch the Tucker Carlson show. I, I, I don't watch, I don't have cable, but I would watch the Tucker Carlson show from time to time. Spend a lot of time in hotel rooms. And then all of a sudden I would look up and I'd realize that Tucker was over and I'd start hearing Sean Hannity be like, ah. And I'd click it off as fast as I could. That doesn't show up in the ratings, does it? <laughs> I don't want anybody to know I was watching Sean Han- I don't want him to get credit for that watch. It was an accident. It was just I was left over for Tucker. This guy is just absolutely horrific. Well, the more disturbing thing is that uh, on two occasions, the Russians tried to sign a peace agreement with Zelensky. Do you trust Putin? Look, and I want you to hear his interrupting. Yeah, that's kind of big news, probably to a lot of people that don't understand that peace deals were made between Ukraine and Russia. And the West, led by the United States and Boris Johnson from the UK, went in and sabotaged those deals. So he's got to interrupt him. Oh, wait, are you a Putin lover? You trust Vladimir Putin? Th- this guy is such a warmongering piece of human excrement. Do I trust Putin? No, but that's not. I don't, listen, I, I, I've litigated over 500 lawsuits. All of them end up with, or many of them end up with settlements or one or the other. And he never trusts the guy on the other side. You use language art, and you use the design of agreement. So Ukraine, to, to appease Putin, uh, Putin, rather, who I think is evil, They've already given up Crimea. It was annexed. So what? They, now they have to give up the Donbass area. Well, I, you know, they, they... yeah. See, I, I can't do this whole clip. This is Sean Hannity in a nutshell. Uh, one of the big buzzwords for the warmongers, the neocons, both in Republican and Democrat circles. When you hear the word appease, that's their big thing. It, it is this idea that we can provoke somebody and provoke somebody, and then when they react, we can't let them have. Uh, anything, because then you're appeasing them. If you surround Iran for no reason, because they haven't done anything to us, we just allow the neocons to point them out as a target, and then when they decide to, to go out and try to trade their own oil, and someone says, well, 
can't, can't they trade their own resources? We're just creating enemies of the Iranian people by doing this. And someone says, oh, okay, so you just want to appease the mullahs. Yeah, yeah, I want to appease them by just allowing them to do what they're doing. In this case, he's talking about just appeasing Russia with giving... The people in Crimea voted over 90% to be part of Russia. They didn't like the government that we installed through the coup in 2014. I think we should appease the citizens of Crimea who want to be with Russia. I hear some people saying, well, how can you believe that? That election was rigged. Because You know how I know that? Because if it wasn't the case, there would still be an ongoing civil war in Crimea. The Crimean people would be battling Russian troops in the streets if they were felt that they were being occupied. That's how you tell that. Be, be very wary of that word appeasement. They always use this like, oh, you're just rewarding bad behavior. The U.S. pokes a finger in someone's eye, into their eye, into their eye, into their eye, and then when they react with something that could be construed as aggressive, bad behavior, then, then you're appeasing them if you don't keep poking them. Ukraine, because of our pushing the Ukraine into the war on two occasions, in, the, the, in we, we pushed them into it, or to Putin well, let me tell you, let me, let me answer your question. Yeah. You see that? Oh, we push. Yes, we pushed them into it. We overthrew their government, put in a, ho a government hostile to Russia. We kept expanding NATO right up to their doorstep. We provided them with lethal weapons that they were using to kill ethnic Russians in eastern Ukraine. Yeah, I would say that's kind of pushing him towards it. I can't play anymore. I'm going down that dark, that dark path where I have evil thoughts. <laughs> I just hope I, I just I pray. Please tell me you don't watch Sean Hannity. I did want to play this. This is a German, uh, a German mercenary who went and fought with the Ukrainian army. Uh, I want you to listen to his accounting of what he saw over there. Everything else, though, the, the corruption, um, guns, you know, being loaded into civilian cars in the middle of the night, never to be seen again. Thank you, U.S. taxpayers. Uh, bayonets that were supposed to be there that at some point just dematerialized drone guns that apparently never made it there glocks that went missing after two days um all of that i can i can attest to i can attest to lying constant lying from mostly from the ukrainians mostly from the upper echelons people like taras or sasha that we were under, but also just on your level, constant lying, constant misinformation, gaslighting, just blatant gaslighting. Now, I want you to remember, this guy fought with the Ukrainians, right? This is not a, not listening to a Russian soldier. We're listening to a guy who went and, and went. I mean, he's a mercenary, I think. What did I hear last I heard? They're paying him $3,000 a day. Again, thank you, U.S. taxpayers. This guy was a mercenary fighting with Ukraine. This is his experience being on their side. Um, and, and of course, rough mistreatment. So I had one of my, the guys in my team, actually, um, while I was in Mykolaiv, he was in Kiev with Sasha, and he had Sasha pull a gun on him and demand that he hand over his... his um, you know, his, his combat gear, what? which he purchased for the unit. So 
uh, Sasha is apparently one of the commanders, one of the uh, Ukrainian commanders. Sound like a wonderful group of people, don't they? I heard another one, another clip from an American that had gone over there and fought, and he was just talking about the Nazi influence. He said it's just everywhere. Heil Hitler, Nazi stuff everywhere. They were actually embedded with the Azov Brigade. Thank you, U.S. taxpayer. So that's where we are. That's what Sean Hannity is trying to get you to cheer for. One of the great things about that clip is that, and I don't have time to get into the whole thing, and I don't think people want to hear me completely go off the rails on this stuff, (laughs) but uh, the crowd was really challenging Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity has completely lost the plot. Those are even his people. And RFK is getting the applause lines while Sean Hannity sits there looking like the 1980s retread neocon that he is. I'll be right back, though, with another great clip. A big kudos to the conservatives out there and the Trump supporters. I'm so proud of you. This next clip will tell you why. Stick around. Maybe I'm the one. Maybe I'm the one who is a schizophrenic psycho, yeah. Maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one who is a schizophrenic psycho. All right, final segment, only got a few minutes left, but this may be, it's the highlight of the show, highlight of the week. Well, except for that pastor yesterday where I found the hell to the na na uh, song. But this may, this may be the moment of the year for me uh, and why I just, I've got some hope in the Trump supporters out there now to many people's chagrin. I am probably the most critical you will hear on Donald Trump on conservative talk radio, but that notwithstanding the Trump supporters, sometimes I see you really knock the cover off the ball. And this was one of them. And I've been sitting on this clip for a few weeks. So I'm so glad I've got a little chance to bring it to you now. This is beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham. He comes on and says, I mean, it is overwhelming booze. This is at a Trump rally. Now, I won't spoil the moment by asking, why is Trump campaigning with this man? Why is Lindsey Graham such a big Trump fan? That should make everybody very suspicious. But he gets a bunch of booze. It's audible. And he comes out, thank you. It keeps going on. Welcome to Pickens. Thank y'all for coming. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank (laughs) y'all. Thank you all for coming. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a bunch. Well, Well, you want to find something in common? (laughs) All right. Thank (laughs) y'all. It goes on. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. So what he wants to say is, you want to find something in common? 
That's right, Donald Trump. I want to know why, why your support for Donald Trump you have in common with Lindsey Graham. That has got my spidey senses going. But it is beautiful. Does anybody know how I can take that booing of Lindsey Graham and his trying to laugh it off? Now, I know what's going on in his mind. He's trying to think, hmm, is there a way I can get this entire group of people together somewhere else and drone strike them all at the same time? That's what he's thinking about. He's looking around at the crowd, smiling, that awkward smile of knowing he is completely unwanted at this event. Oh, it's so beautiful. But does anybody know how I could set this to be? Uh, I think uh, it would be great to get me started at the beginning of the day. If, could I set the booing of Lindsey Graham up to be my alarm tone on my phone? I'm sure there's a way to do that. Turn it into an MP3, upload it, make it. I know there's a way to do it, but if anybody knows how to make booing Lindsey Graham the first thing that I hear every morning that I wake up, do a brother a solid and uh, let me know how I can make that happen. That's a guaranteed way to start every day the right way. Congratulations to the Trump supporters uh, who let him have it. Ugh, he's such a cretin. Now, if you take that same booing and take it to Sean Hannity, we'll do another celebration. That's all the time I got today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. Uh, bye bye. Here comes the-